ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Yeet Sleep Only Repeat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first the most electrifying man in all of professional wrestling podcasts, Gnarly Let's go! And the other half of our hosting duo, they call me the Duke, they call me the Digital Phantom. The revolution is digital. I like I it. I am the Duke of Derps. Also known as Give me what I want. Exactly. And, and dude, what I want this week is some good wrestling. And did we or did we not get some good wrestling this week? My God. Dude, this... We are kind of briefly talking before, but my fucking God, dude. This was nuts. It felt, I mean, it was... <laughs> it felt like it was never-ending, dude. We were having this conversation about favorites before the match, which we'll get into in here in a bit. We were having this conversation before the show started, and I... I I couldn't find a match that neither of us liked. Like we, sorry that both of us didn't. Like, <laughs> it was impossible. There was not a match. Okay, let me exclude Dark from that because Dark usually isn't like in that conversation because they don't really. Although that seems like it's possibly going to change. We'll get into that. Um, that's called a tease, kids. But anyway, um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, so much good wrestling this week. I'm really was, super though. pumped to talk about it. Before we get into that, though, there are a few things I got to take care of off the top. First of all, make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Vane Duke. That's B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E on Twitter. And you follow Charlie at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. Beautiful. Now, there's also one other th- uh, thing that we want you guys to know about that is that we, you know, we're on podcast feeds and stuff like that. So we want to make sure you guys uh, subscribe or follow that feed, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Um, and I believe piggybacking that, on that real you know, quick, I actually forgot to tell you this, but we just want to give a quick uh, thank you to you guys. So we've been doing this for we're getting close to our year now, and uh, we've officially cracked over three thousand uh, listeners. So thank you guys very much for that. We like active. It. I don't know. I don't think active, but we've we've just like okay hit a certain threshold, and it finally shows me that. So oh, you know, thank you, yeah, you guys, dude. man, that are out there. Uh, I forgot to tell you that before, but yeah, fuck it, a little awesome. Us. Yeah, I never really ask about numbers updates because, like, I just we kind of just have been going and doing this for so long now without looking at the numbers. Really, I mean, I'm sure you're looking at them just to keep track, but like, you know. <laughs> We've talked about stuff like, you know, stuff that might come in the future, like sponsorships and stuff like that. That might come down the road. We'll see. Um, but, you know, at this point, you know, we're not really worried about all that stuff just yet. We're just trying to build out the show, the brand, stuff like that. Let's flush out the um, brand. And exactly. Speaking of that, so let's uh, let's hop into our favorites. Absolutely. My name is Daniel Garcia, and I am a sports entertainer. Entertainer. <laughs> yes. So I am up first this week, and... Garrett, there's there's so many to pick from, dude. But oh, I I really I have to give I have to give it to this one, and that's CM Punk versus John Silver. Whether it was the crowd being anti-punk, the the fucking match itself, dude. everything about this, the presentation, I loved so much. And see, uh, Hangman Page was out there on commentary, but dude. This was about everything I wanted. I, I wish I had the time limit on this match. This must have been like a 12-minute match, if that. And it was fucking perfect. Like, it, this was such a good about 10-minute match. And mm-hmm. I just loved every bit of it. I think John Silver, I mean, we've known this for a while, just how much of a good hand this guy is. Absolutely. But this is the proof. I, I want to see a John Silver title run in the future. I don't know what title, but I want to see him with something. Probably, but yeah. 
I would love to see him. Like, or I mean, we had a little tease on it on commentary. Taz wasn't against the idea of John Silver being an FTW champion. I don't think. Like, no. So um, if he were to win it off of one of his guys, I think I don't know if that was actually said. That might have been a dark thing, but like he he's open to the idea of somebody winning that title off of Ricky. Even you know if they can beat him for it, they deserve to have it, kind of thing. You know, like yeah. Um, and we we got to talk about the finish. The Buck CM Punk used the Buckshot Lariat to win this. So. Using Has the uh, done an AEW like that before? Like I don't know, but using his opponent's fucking finisher, man, I was all in, dude. I was. This was my this was my shit here. This flushed out an insane first thirty minutes of fucking dynamite. Yeah, insane start to dynamite. What, what did you think of this one? It was such a phenomenal match. I really enjoyed it. It was uh, in the conversation for me for my favorites. It was up there. There was this sequence um, that that uh, Silver hit at one point that was. Uh, the sequence of kicks that led into a super kick, like, you know, that sort of like, sort of, I call it like the Rollins, like sort of like not super kick where they're like on the yeah. knees or whatever. Yep. It's, it's still, it's, I forget they have a special name for it, but anyway, and then that led into a sheer drop brain buster where a two count, which I thought that was an incredible sequence of moves. Um, there was a little stumble from silver when he was trying to hit a spring war, but he recovered fine. But, you know, he, I would just chalk that up the nerves. You know what I mean? Like, cause he's in there with the legend, like CM Punk, you know, um, and on TV, which he's not always wrestling singles matches on TV. So, you know. Um, but when he does, he has taken such great advantage of it. Absolutely. And I love that it's kind of like what Danielson did when he was going after Paige, but it's not the same. We're not going to see him face a Dark Order member every week like that because that was done so well, you know. Um, well, it was executed kind of poorly, but it was the story they told was the story they told was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't like they didn't pick necessarily the best dark order members in my opinion, but you know, um, anyway, um, but overall I really enjoyed this. Um, but I will say that this did at the very end of the segment feel like it was kind of the way the crowd is reacting to this is similar to how they were reacting to Cole versus page at the end, which was not, they weren't with it fully. I don't think, except for like the hardcores. So they I just were, hope they it were, doesn't go like that. Booing CM Punk, and CM Punk is a heel in Long Island. He will be now for probably the rest of his career. Such a fun little touch. The match was eight minutes. I had to get eight, that. It was eight there. minutes. That's crazy. Eight I mean, minutes. that makes sense. This this was a fucking beautiful sub ten minute match. I, at first, I was like twelve. Man, that seems a little long. But <laughs> yeah, dude. So, uh, what was your favorite this week, Garrett? So yeah, so I I also had a match that was uh, on Dynamite this week, and it was a Owen Hart tournament match. Um, it's no stranger to our favorites already. We have, I think several of our favorites have been Owen Hart tournament matches, um, or at least the lead up matches. You know, the qualifiers and stuff like that. And we talked about these matches and the people that were getting into the tournament and what they were going to look like, Charlie, before they came in. Um, and we oh, yeah. knew some of them were going to deliver. And this is the one they've actually been building up for several weeks. You know what I mean? Ever since they both qualified. Yeah, I, I feel like it's been a six-week build. It, it's gotten more build than most women's feud do on the actual pay-per-views. Like, um, which is kind of sad, but it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, there was... Uh, I should say the match it was Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. <laughs> by the way. I should say that before I continue. Um, they did like everything. They just kept going. It just felt like it was a sequence after sequence after sequence of in- crazy moves that they could both do. Um, what I wrote in my notes during this match was I think AEW's match quality for women's matches is starting to rival WWE. Um, like for the actual quality of the match. Um, 
I don't care about like the storylines. That's not what I'm talking about in that. I'm saying like I think that the match quality is on par, especially with a match like this. Um, this was fantastic. Yeah, their move sets matched up way better than I didn't really think about it that much. Like I haven't seen that many Tony Storm matches, to be honest with you. I've actually probably seen more Jamie Hayter matches at this point. Um, but like I I will be honest with you, like um Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm put on like just a phenomenal show, and that superplex at the end just looked absolutely brutal. It just fell. Oh my god, yeah. Ugh, someone didn't almost died, but it was a great it was a great way to end the match. Like they, yeah. it just it, it didn't feel like it was too long. It didn't feel bloated. It felt like they did everything that they wanted to do, left nothing else out there. And man, how crazy it, it, is it that this card, this 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 group of matches we're talking about this week featured two really phenomenal women's matches? That's something that AEW has been struggling with for a while. Um, and this tournament is a phenomenal way for them to get some of that out of the way. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this match as well, though. Yeah, and I'm with you. I I think Tony Storm is a fantastic addition to this company. I I really think this match delivered. Uh, I have the times pulled up now, which is kind of funny. Uh, eight eight minutes thirty two seconds. So another sub ten minute match that just breakneck pace right and i'm with you i think they have great chemistry i i wish i hope this doesn't end here okay right yeah maybe jamie cost tony from going further in the tournament we've saw that there, with there rio. could be something uh, along those we did see lines. that with rio with washita and serena though so i don't know if we want to do that so soon after yeah, and like maybe Tony, maybe Tony loses straight up to somebody like Ruby, right? Yeah. Or somebody like that, right? I would have to um, see. It. Oh, and then so she, she would face gets up. attacked after because I could see because yeah. I don't want it to be the same. You know what I mean? Like she's either gonna face Britt Baker next or the Joker. So I'm unsure what they're gonna roll with that. Really? But. Oh, those Jokers are so wild. It, it, that could really, you know, what? I'm I'm gonna be honest with everybody. Those Jokers could sink this entire tournament. Like. I think um, the men's is going to be a return and the women's is going to be a debut. But unfortunately, I think I, I can't imagine they win. Britt that's Baker the thing. Like, it, it's, it, the the, the choice. To, I love. I love the inclusion of the Joker because it's very AEW, and yeah, I could absolutely. see the Hart family even liking that because it's 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 like AEW is not pretending like it's oh this is a special Owen thing where we can't do anything AEW. No, it's an AEW tournament, so they're going to do AEW stuff. But I don't know if I agree with who they put them against. Like, I, I can give some hot predictions on what I think they are because I, I feel well, Britt Baker is actually kind of okay because she doesn't need, she can't she doesn't necessarily need to win in this tournament. But like, but that she did also just take a bunch of time off after losing. So exactly. See, I think it's, Britt it's wrestles tough. that double or nothing. So I one way or another, right? So. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah she'll I mean, be on the card. She's too big not to be. Like it'll be maybe it'll be a tag match: Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, they they could figure something out, and it, it'll be fun. But lights uh, out match or something. I don't know. That I, would be. Incredible. I gotta say this. Uh, this was fun, and and these being our favorites, uh, some people might be like, "Whoa, I was not expecting that." I mean, I thought you guys would take Cole Harwood or Harvey Allen. That Harvey Allen, boy, Ricky did it again. <laughs> Ricky. That's just the week we had, guys. Like this, every match was incredible. All yeah, of these this, matches. This also had Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen on it. Okay, a yeah. match that I've been hyping up for months. You know, um, ever since Jeff Hardy was teased, not even confirmed to be on his way out teased. yet. Yeah, <laughs> we were seeing stuff on BT or yeah, on BTE when I was still watching BTE week to week all the time, and 
Um, sorry, BT fans, I've, I've fallen off. I'm sorry, but um, I'm I'm too busy these days. But um, but uh, I find time for dark though. Explain that one. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but this also had Death Triangle versus AFO. I mean, these are all stuff we're going to talk about. Riho and Ruby Soho, like Frankie Kazarian versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. Oh like, my I mean, god. Like, yeah. Yep. So much stuff that just happened this week. Like, there was so much. There was no way we were going to pick something that everyone was going to agree with. So we just went with what we personally liked. And I have not been able to stop thinking about the two women's matches since I watched both of them this week. Like, um, And I'm with so, you there. So, yeah. So those were our favorites this week. So what we're going to do now is let's, let's we're going to dive into some news. And then we'll hit the elevation and dark results for everyone because they're important to know. Hell yeah. And we will then finish up the rest of our show by covering the rest of Dynamite and Rampage. So real quickly, I'm going to fly through some of this news because they've got some topics that we're going to spend a little more time on. Yep. So Tony Khan has confirmed AEW Grand Slam will return. I don't think this is a shock to either of us. I even made a prediction a couple weeks ago that I think Eddie Kingston wins the world championship at Grand Slam this year. So we'll see how I think, wrong I am. But <laughs> I think we even said when Grand Slam happened that we would not be surprised if we didn't see another Grand Slam event for a little while. And then they just redid it as a different like sort of thing yeah. later. If they run it every September, it didn't quite I'm down. Work. I remember all, both of us watching Grand Slam. The The matches were great, but we didn't quite feel like it was as big of an event as they made it out to be, um, which I think they'll fix this time with something. Because nothing happened on it, I don't think, I want to say. like, well, It was just a bunch of title matches where nothing happened. And it's like, why did you make a big deal out of this event on TV if nothing yeah, was going to happen? Yeah, but we did have Daniel Sin and Omega. So I got to... Uh, yeah. And yeah. if he had won the title, that would have been massive, but they didn't do anything. I'm not saying that's what you should have done, that's but I'm fair. saying if something had happened, it would have made that mean something more. I want them to avoid that. Eddie Kingston winning a title at Grand Slam would be huge. Especially oh my CM Punk. AEW talent is to appear on Carpool Karaoke, <sighs> the series, Apple TV Plus, May 27th. And in a little promo, it's literally them and like a bunch of A-list celebrities. So fucking awesome for AEW. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, they are A-list celebrities. Fuck them. On uh, no. Dark Elevation <laughs> this next week, so Monday, maybe today if you guys are listening to it. Uh, Hell yeah, bro. We, we have the ROH women's title. Mercedes Martinez will face Trisha Dora and Anthony Bowens will return to action. Hell yeah, buddy. So excited for both of those things. Brian Pillman Jr. lands his first acting role in The Charisma Killers. Huh. Yawn. Uh, Kayla Rossi is no longer in AEW. We kind of kind of a disappointment. This. She was good. Yeah. Like she looked like she had some stuff there. Like I hope that she's not just done with wrestling because I feel like Same. there was some potential there. Uh, we got a little update on Jack Evans. He will be returning to GCW June eighteenth. Cool. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Jack Evans, I I actually really like the way he handled. Um, not being kept by AEW, like and he even admitted, like, yeah, I know why they didn't keep me. Like, I that wasn't doing anything for them. And I was like, damn, that yeah. that takes like humility to admit. Like, I don't even know if I'd sell the guy that short. I think he just wasn't what AEW's fans were looking for. You know, him and Angelico is great on the indies, but I don't know if that's what a mainstream audience is wanting. And they even realized that Angelico is a star. You know, we just don't know what kind of star yet. Yeah. Without Evans. And, and even Evans probably knows that's the case. So that's pretty cool. We'll dive into that. And yeah, it's pretty sweet. So um, one, one of the last things we'll talk about before we get to some New Japan uh, results here is a little bit of a Hikaru Shida update. So on Rampage, they said she's not participating in the tournament anymore because of injury. Which she then kind of goes to talk about what injury. She, she was just 
in those matches, and she had an appearance in the Makai music show that involved choreographed fighting, but she, quote, seems to have been injured. She she tweeted a little bit. She said, well, I already had four matches after the street fight and just finished the greatest fighting musical show, but I seem to have been injured. Japanese wrestling is nothing for them. I'm so sorry, and sorry I couldn't be in the tournament, too. I'm glad for my heart that Chris is in the tournament now, and I'm going to try and enjoy the sudden holidays in Japan because it's been a while before I had. Be positive. So, yeah. Uh, it seems like a doctor check was required to participate in the Owen Hart Cup, and I couldn't re-enter the country in time. So, it sounds like she just had some trouble getting out of Japan in time, and apparently... She just doesn't have it must maybe it's COVID restrictions, maybe it's some certain checkups that I would I would think because of the recent spike in COVID. I don't want to bring up COVID stuff, but I do think there has been like a recent spike in stuff. So I think maybe it's probably harder. They're probably not they're probably uneasing some of the restrictions on travel, if that makes so, or, and especially or maybe in Japan putting them on. Currently at it just must be really hard getting back. So well, if you remember, that's the big deal was that Japan was just so not letting anybody in for a while, yeah. or it was you know that they just that you couldn't. That's why people couldn't go wrestle in New Japan for like a and, year. Or two. And this like, makes me sad, man, because we just recently, Hikaru Shida just had a return because of something a little similar. And she oh yeah, off, that's why we we could have not weeks. have the finale of you know they obviously wanted to do she she did. Sheeta versus Deeb over the course of, you know, like that eight months that they did. I don't know if it would have been that long, but they wanted to do it across the course of however many months, you know. And yeah, and, uh, and we weren't able to. It didn't so work out. It it uh it stinks, but hey, um, we both love Chris Statlander, so I'm glad Statlander's in the story. Yeah, if, if it was going to be anybody, Statlander. Exactly. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And because I don't have this pulled up, uh, Statlander will face Red Velvet on Rampage next week, and that is a pre- already announced. So, so I... Before we move on, yeah. do you th- do you think the fact that that Chris is being inserted into this means she's probably going to lose? Like, I don't think so. I think Red Velvet was destined to lose this. So maybe I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it. I see Red Velvet beating Sheeta right now. But all the baddies are new. Though. Chris Statlander so like, and Ruby Soho. I think this is one of those kind of collisions I talk about where Chris Statlander is getting a push right now, but so are the baddies. So who who wins? You know, like yeah. Oof. And, Double count out. Fuck it. And I often, I mean, I'll actually save that. I'll save that for later. Um, so let's, let's real quick. I'm gonna hit some New Japan um stuff copy, because copy, copy, copy. we got Forbidden Door coming up. So New Japan Capital Collision. We had it's a bunch of AEW talent in this. I'm just gonna run through the card. Carl Fredericks defeated Red Narita. Cool. Uh, Team Filthy defeated Fred Rosser, OKC, uh, David Finley, Yuya Uemura, and Tangaloa. So. John Moxley's uh, young lion was in there. Chase Owens defeated Great Ocon. I wonder how long till we see Great Ocon in AEW with the United Empire. I'm guessing those are going to be some guys that uh, come over for this Forbidden Door. But that being said, TMDK, Jonah, Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, and Bad Dude Tito defeated the United Empire. Jeff Cobb, Aaron Hanari, and Aussie Open. Hell of a fucking eight-man tag here, guys. Brody King defeated Minoru Suzuki. This apparently was just loved. And no surprise there, Brody King, man. This is a little surprising uh, result to me here. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Eddie Kingston. And then Leo Rush made a surprise appearance. He has platinum-colored hair now. He called out a bunch of uh, junior heavyweights, including Eagles, Taiji Shimori, Hiromi Takahashi, and yeah. Bullet Club defeated Chaos. That was Jay White and Haiku Leo versus uh, Okada and Rocky Romero. So cool with that. Cool with that. 
And our main event, the four-way IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. Juice Robinson is a new champion after pinning Will Ospreay and Hiroshi Tanahashi and John Moxley were also in the match. So cool. Juice like a two or three time US champion now? Jeez. I believe so, yes. And that's nuts. Cool for him. So Juice, he's got a little bit of a new character going. So yeah. And something I want to keep up with on our show uh, for the next couple weeks is the New Japan Best of Super Juniors. So we had Block A had a match last night. And I'm Boy Wheeler. Ace Austin defeated Clark Connors. And I'm just going to kind of, I, I personally haven't seen this yet, but. By the way, Clark Connors, I believe, is Joseph Connors. Yeah, and I believe he is on Dark next week. So, cool. Ace Austin defeated uh, Clark Connors. And, quote, this was surprisingly great. Alex Zane defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Um, This was put that this was okay. By the way, I love Zane and Austin getting wins early. So, the Italian prodigy. This is the guy I was unfamiliar with and I'm going to keep an eye on during this tournament. Francisco Akira defeated Show. Fucking huge, to be honest. Uh, the House of Torture was not involved, so it was just show out there. Hiromu Takahashi defeated Ryosuke T- uh, Taguchi. Um, people are saying this was just a silly match through and through, but it was fun. And then our main event was Taiji Ishimori, and he defeated Yo. So that is block A. Um, we will cover uh, the tournament results through throughout this because... I mean, Blackpool Combat Club's really used in this, so we're going to fucking cover Absolutely. I mean, Wheeler could go on to win the whole thing. Yeah, and since it's only the first night, I'm not going to dive too much into the standings, but I mean, yeah, Ace Austin, Francisco Akira, on. Alex Zane, Hiromu Takahashi, Taiji Ishimori, I I really am interested in all five of those wrestlers, and they're all starting off hot. So Every year, me and you would always sit down during Super Juniors and G1 and always just start watching as much as we can. Because I can't wait to see how much AW talent's in the G1 this year. Dude, so much. I could see. I can. Oh, dude, you know who would be perfect for the G one? And I just. I hope I can speak this into existence. Freaking Andrade, dude. I agree, and I think Danielson too. I think Danielson. Oh, Danielson has to be in it. If he's not involved, I mean, he just did like a, like a sort of sort of faux return, right, or something. Like he showed up on a thing in New Japan recently, like something like that. Yeah, maybe it's for strong. Like, so I don't he'll know. He'll be involved, but... and he's been talking about it anyway. So like, he should he should yeah. do some stuff in Japan for sure. Once he's like. Not at, like once the Blackpool Combat Club kind of falls like into the shuffle because eventually, as cool as they are, they will get lost in the shuffle in AEW. Everybody does, you know. Um, when that happens, I think it would be a good time for that. So maybe, maybe that'll be around the time of the G1. Who knows? Um, so, how about you give us the dark elevation results of the week, brother? All right, these are your results for Dark Elevation episode 62, opening up with a dark order squash for Uno 10 Reynolds and five. Um, so Paul White kind of nailed it. It looks like they're kind of trying to tag up 10 and Uno a little bit. Um, they beat the pit. A lot of guys got the piss beat out of them on dark this week. Um, the combo power bomb move they tried to hit did not work. So I guess scrap that tag team, bring back 14. All right. Anyway, um, <clears throat> anyway, if anyone gets that reference from being on the podcast, you're a legend. Um, that's my, that's my version of, cause it's 10 five and negative one anyway um so uh the ultimate trio absolutely and dude negative one if he ever actually becomes a wrestler because i have a feeling it's a good chance he might actually decide he doesn't want to be a wrestler later in life which would kind of i i think disappoint some people but um it's his choice to make you know but if mr Brody lee jr does eventually become a wrestler it's gonna be 
he's gonna be so over anyway be a um, good day. speaking of someone that i believe should be more over uh we had abaddon taking on emmy sakura uh which immediately prompted a uh shrug emote or emoji from me in my in my notes um and then immediately two seconds later after i typed that mark henry had to go and say some weird shit all right mark i get it you're down bad buddy leave emmy alone all right town i'm just telling you now bro and i also kind of figured emmy was losing this when i saw the match i was really disappointed i like like i I like abaddon i'm finally coming around on abaddon a little bit because like i it's like with danhausen like i just have to accept it you know like unfortunately i think she's just got some of the best makeup in wrestling it's incredible dude have you seen what she looks like without the makeup it might ruin the illusion for you i definitely have it but maybe maybe it would be good to do, look it up right now. It's actually crazy. Like, I want to hear your reaction to this. All right, I'm pulling it up. Pulling it up. It's kind of crazy. Oh. I don't recommend looking this up if you like how Appenon looks. By the way, everyone, because uh, it kind of ruins the, the illusion. Hell, I know. Yo, what's up, Appenon? How you doing? Exactly. That's kind of, hey, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, damn, that's, that's some incredible, good Incredible, dude. What? This that's what I was kind of thinking. That's why when I looked that up, I was like, holy shit, that's so much. So uh, you yeah, know what, so Mark Henry? I, re- I I retract my comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But anyway, um, and yeah, she won with the Black Dahlia. Um, yeah, I just wish Emmy wasn't losing matches. Um, Peter Avalon was on Dark this week, taking on Sunny Kiss. Uh, Nemeth had some shenanigans. It's actually a pretty decent match. Uh, wrestled on Dark. Um, Sunny won with a roll up, so I guess this is part of why Peter Avalon like might not be part of the company anymore. Because even after all that nonsense, Peter Avalon's still losing every match. All right. Um, Johnny Hungy got a squash before his uh, match on the main card this week, where he obliterated another man with the Spin Doctor. Spin Doctor. Love the name of that move. And then the main event of Dark Elevation 62, we had Swerve and Lee taking on the factory. Keith Lee almost caved in the chest of QT Marshall in this match. Um, I love this fucking Swerve game. actually had a really fun hot tag sequence in this match. And uh, the other thing that I wrote in my notes in this match is that Swerve is an athletic freak. I don't believe this is the name of Keith Lee's finish, but I am calling it the Limitless Slam. That um, works for me. That works for me. So... He finishes it with that. And that is your results for Dark Elevation Episode 62. Take us through Dark Episode 142, Charlie. Yes, yes, yes. So, Dark started off with the debut. We had Jay Lethal defeat Jake Something, a former Impact wrestler. I like this. I, I remember checking uh, Jake Something out uh, last year. Just happened to catch a match that he was in in Impact, and I liked him. So, this was a good debut. Alex Reynolds defeated Jake Manning. I thought Jake Manning had a nice little gimmick here, too. Pause. Singles match for both members of Reynolds and Silver. Are they breaking that team up? No, I think they're just trying to get them more relied on singles, too. They got to turn Alex Reynolds has not wrestled many singles matches. That's why I asked. Yeah, no. I agree. I agree. I, I think it was, hey, man, just we're going to start getting you guys out here as singles more. And now that Stu isn't getting singles. Fuck. Uh, George Ole cut a promo backstage about hoping Andrade realizes the talent he has and sees what Matt Hardy never could have saw. Okay. Whatever. Uh, Gun Club defeated Fly Def. Uh, the Colt 45 looked beautiful here. This was quick. Quick eats. So actually, Colton's... Uh, so, uh, sorry, sorry. Austin's finish is actually called the Quick Draw. Weird. Quick Draw. I like it. Quick Draw okay. to the Colt 45. Also, t- uh, something I took away from this match 
Both of them are capable of what uh, Cornet refers to as feeding a comeback, which is when you can take a bunch of flat back bumps in a row to feed the comeback of the baby faces. Um, okay. Something else I wrote, this is, I told you I had a hot take from hell about the guns this week. All right. And this is before what happened on Rampage, everybody. Keep that in mind. I still notice Colton more in their matches. Um, and I do not believe that is Austin Gunn's fault. I believe they're both competent and they could both work. The difference is I believe Colton works as a baby face and Austin works as a heel. Yeah. And oh my God, I can't wait to see elevation this week. That's all I'm saying. And I think that's not that it might be not actually be a hot take. I think if you broke them up, they would actually work both as single stars way better. That's not saying I don't want them as a tag team. I love what the gun club is, but I think when they actually separate them, they're both going to be way bigger stars um because austin is kind of i like i said i always notice colton in their matches you know um yeah hey that's fair anyway we had sean dean defeat serpentico i mean this is exactly what what you imagine it was it was awful lee johnson and brock anderson defeated the brick city boys brick city boys are all broccoli broccoli man cool Uh, anderson finished things after giving victor chase a gourd buster slam to get the win Cool. Abaddon's back again. She defeated Vicky Dreamboat. Um, yeah. Elbow strikes, hit a senton, Black Dahlia for the victory. Whatever. George Ole with Angelico. I said that wrong, didn't I? Angelico. Angelico yes. defeated Trip Jordy. Uh, Jordy celebrated TikTok moves. And uh, yeah, Joel just uh, kind of lifted him up quick. Running George Joel is just, uh, like he's in limbo. Yeah, he's he's kind of fucked. Probably needs ROH or uh, we'll see him take Yeah, I think George Joel needs to be an ROH guy. I, or, I've said that for a little while now. Or he's going to end up taking the Jack Evans route. Kira Hogan defeated Sky Blue. I, Garrett, I actually like this. I'm not going to lie. This is like the 500th time they've run this match, bro. I'm over it. I'm over it too, but uh, I liked it. It works. It's a good um, match. It's just I'm over it. Like, Yeah, so the Hogan nailed Blue with a roundhouse kick. Velvet hit the, after Velvet distracted, and uh, she picked up the victory. The Factory yeah. with QT Marshall defeated LA Dojo, Kevin Knight, and the DKC. So the okay. Dojo is here, man, right? Yeah. I really liked Kevin Knight. Um, I, dude, I was shocked how much they gave these guys because traditionally, maybe that's why they're putting some of these guys on dark right now in the lead up to Forbidden Door because they can't get to show off what they can do on New Japan, just the way that rules, the way that the structured over there, you know? The young lions don't usually get to do that at all. Um, yeah, they, they literally probably get like one match on strong a month. Get and I like that this continued. Dude, we're getting a storyline that is just on dark. This isn't going to be on TV unless Forbidden Door, unless it's in the lead up to Forbidden Door. It always reminds but, me of Diamante versus Big Swole. I thought they had such a great storyline, but it was only on dark. Sunny Kiss versus Joey Janela. Yep. They can do this stuff, and I love that it's it's a bigger storyline. This is not something small. This is a Forbidden Door implication, and they're keeping the, that stuff alive. I, I I know I'm spending a lot of time on a lot of dark matches this week, but like there was some good stuff this week. Like yeah, and so yeah, that was pretty good. Um, Rohit Raju <laughs> defeated Adam Priest, so the former Impact X Division champion picks up a victory here. You know what Rahu, Rohit sorry Rohit Raju is? What's that? He's a Ring of Honor guy. Clearly. I can see that. And then we had Evil Uno and Ten with negative one. So what is that? Just 10. Yep. <laughs> Defeated Cesar Bononi and Tiger Ruas. These guys used to tag in NXT, so that's kind of cool. And this was, this was perfectly fine. I mean, I'm sure this was fun live, especially in that Orlando crowd. I'm sure they 
Bononi and Ruas are guys that they kind of have just some love for. So I kind of hope they sign uh, Ruas because I, I obviously Bononi's on the roster or whatever. Oh, I don't know if he's on the roster, but he's obviously you know involved, part of the wingman. Yeah, I, yeah, Ruas I think is like talented, and they just for some reason don't want to sign Ruas. I, I, I loved don't understand. him on that raw underground bullshit they started doing when the pandemic first started. I thought he was great in that. I thought he was great. I just think he's good. I like I like the Brazilian. I like the Brazilian. I, I, I even said I rest- like a badass Brazilian team. Like that's cool. Fuck it, throw Ty Conti in there. Like I don't care. Like, well, I don't think they'd do that considering. Uh, I think they were engaged at one point. Now they're not. But oh shit. <laughs> well, let's jump into maybe maybe, maybe we get a shoot fight between him and Sammy. All right. <laughs> let's start this off. Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. Owen Hart Foundation Bro. Men's Tournament Quarterfinals. Bro. This match was fucking incredible. This was absolutely incredible. We both could have either – either of us could have picked this as our favorites. But Brett and Sean references. That, dude, that, I popped so hard when they started doing Brett and Sean shit, dude. Oh, my God. I think this is one of those <sighs> matches that people are going to look back on. And it's going to be in the conversation for Dynamite Match of the Year because of things like that. I'm gonna disagree with that because no, because this is gonna I sell think for a Dax lot of took way too much for the loser in this match. That's fair, especially since he's technically the. I mean, not technically, he is the babyface in this match, even though he was playing the bad guy. They, I think he only said that because he was losing, like you know, like because um, like then it kind of explains it away. Well, actually, I was being the bad guy in this. No, you weren't. Shut up. But like, yeah, um, and I, I think he shouldn't have been beat up that much. I don't know. Like, hey, that's all right. But uh, yeah, this it, Dax uh, tapped to the sharpshooter. Thought that yeah. was a nice touch, good heel. I mean, dude, this was this is a wrestling clinic here. We opened Absolutely. dynamite, literally wrestling clinics back to back. So, yep. Anything else you got from this one? Um, they paced out the beginning really well, and the crowd got really hot because of that. So the first couple of matches, they were really into like. So they set the stage well. Would be a good way to put that. That is a great way to put it. They did. They, I, and by the way, you need to do that on a wrestling show. If you don't start off, and we've talked about this all the time, you have to open the show well. You, you know, if you're if you're if you're if you're WWE 2K22 GM moding this, <laughs> what do you need to do? You need to open the show strong. You need to close the show strong. Open it up and get everybody hot so that they're following through, even if they're not watching some stuff they really care about in the middle. Then at the end, you need to send them home with something awesome, like. And I, I think they managed to do that this week. I'm just saying. Agreed. No, and so many good references yeah. here, man. There's so many things we could go through, but <laughs> yeah, there's like there were so many things you could point out. But like, I personally am of the belief that some of these matches are better experienced if you just watch them yourself. Like, exactly. If you don't have the ability to go back and watch some of these, I'm sure there's places you can go to find some of this stuff. Um, I wouldn't know anything about that, but anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, no, like, and AW does a good job posting stuff on YouTube too. So yeah, there's a lot of you can find clips of this stuff. I mean, it some of it is just worth seeing because, and it, it's takes away from it sometimes if I like go through every single spot like I sometimes do. Sometimes I can't help but I write down stuff because I'm like, holy shit, a bunch of times. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. But, and, and yeah, so yeah, we get a little video package hyping up Hardy versus Allen, which is awesome. CM Punk versus Sean Silver, we already talked about. Yes, and but we didn't talk about the after the match. So after the match, Paige rushes to the ring, comes face to face with Punk, grabs a microphone, and says, "From the look of it last week, Paige is taking things a little personal." 
Punks is not personal to him. It's just business. So, yeah, man, this is a uh, – it's a little weird if people kind of don't really understand the Long Island dynamic. Punk was playing the heel only because it's Long Island. But Punk is going to play a little bit the babyface in this feud. But, uh, but it's it's weird. Yeah, it's I, I feel like the – so I feel like this guy would have maybe I know Hangman probably would have not been happy about this, especially because he doesn't get on TV at all anymore. So maybe that was kind of the double edged sword here. Hangman wants to be on TV. He's unhappy with not being on the shows. You know what I mean? But you also don't want to. You, you probably I could see Tony sitting backstage feeling the crowd and being like, man. I should not have Punk be the baby face right now. Yeah, it, it's, like, it's hard. And he couldn't pivot because Hangman's on the show, you know? Yep. So, so, yeah. And and Hangman's playing a heel technically, and so we should be getting the baby face rub from Punk saying that, but we don't because Punk's a heel in Long Island. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just didn't... I think it's one like, of those things... How, how Cole versus um, Page kind of missed the mark on what the crowd was feeling, you know? Um... I think this did as well. Also, that was mistimed because, like, yeah, Red Dragon were going for the titles, but it wasn't like that. That was like a big misfire, in my opinion. You know, with I love that feud, but I, in the matches, but I think the reason why I got rushed away at the end is because it didn't quite work. You know, um, yeah. Punk said, and he I hope it doesn't go that Page's way. boy's ass, and that's the blueprint for what's to come at Double or Nothing. He offers his hand for a handshake, but Page flips him off and exits. So yeah, I mean, hey, this is gonna be fun. This is this is gonna be a fun little feud. I'm really liking this so far. We got a couple more weeks of it. So we then see Doctor Baker DMD backstage with Jamie Hader and Rebel. Um, Brett says it's not fair that everyone else gets to know their opponent. She has to fight the Joker and won't be able to properly prepare, getting those pre-built excuses. Uh, Brett says Hader will beat Tony tonight, and if she and Hader both win, they have to face each other. Says so it'll be a better fight, and the better it'll be a fair fight, and the better woman will win. Bro. I would have loved it. The women's joker just hit me. What are you thinking? We haven't heard anything from this person since the last time they were in a wrestling match on AEW. And they haven't been signed yet. This would be a great way to announce their signing. I think it's going to be Marina Shafir. Okay. I, hey, think man. about it. If they're not doing a big... If the, if the way you get out of this... Because Marina Shafir doesn't win anyway. So, you know. Um, like... That maybe is a way you book you get yourself out of this without having to. Yeah, that means Brits in the tournament now, but you can have her win this match and then lose the next. I mean, what's you know? But like, I don't know yeah. why you do that, but you could, you know, like. Uh, but I'm thinking like you don't like I don't I don't think you can do I don't think you can debut anybody here. I I have a gut feeling on who it is. I mean, I we don't see anything. I mean, we all keep no one saying, even I keep saying Athena because it's the one that makes the most sense. But see, like. And, and I could see that, but I just don't think Athena can lose. So, therefore, my gut tells me it's going to be Tegan Knox. She, she's already talked shit about former NXT people coming into her company. That's what makes me think it's going to be someone for NXT already. I mean, Shafir would also cover that bubble, too. But Technically, yeah. I think it's going to be Tegan Knox because Tegan Knox Athena. losing is not going to kill her. It's not going to hurt. No one's going to expect. It's not like when Ruby came over or Tony Storm, they had to win. Tegan Knox didn't have that level of success, but everyone likes her as a wrestler. So you know, Mia Yim also just came back. Yeah, but she signed to Impact, and we could easily see her do a little thing here. Impact and AEW clearly have a good relationship, so it's yeah, like so I'd be down. I I do think the men's. I I'm gonna fucking I'd pound the table on this. I think it's a return, and I think it's Miro. 
I think this is the spot to bring him back, and you can have him beat Samoa Joe. Joe doesn't need to win this tournament. Joe is already in a feud. Yeah, but and Joe's I really want to see Samoa Joe in this tournament, though. Like he feels like he fits so perfectly. Like oh, agreed, agreed. But yeah, so Dan Housen versus Tony Nese. Um, we immediately cut to this, and I was like, wait a minute, Tony Nese is in the ring already. Dude, I that hated that. Immediately crossed but, my mind, but I love that they played it up. It was yeah, perfect. No, I don't even know if that was planned. I think so Mark flexes in Danhausen's face. Danhausen finally got a debut. They completely did the gimmick right, saying, you know, he's six, you know, he's over 300 pounds and shit like that. The theme fits perfectly. AEW knocked it out of the park again with the theme, in my opinion. And this was 32 seconds. He beat the shit out of him. And then he hit him with his finisher again after the match. Smart Mark Sterling, a.k.a. the simp, grabs the mic, cuts promos, talking about this is the guy who you didn't get an entrance, but he did. This is what they need to be doing for Tony Nese. And uh, I was watching this clip. I, I was showing it to someone who doesn't really keep up with wrestling that much. They're getting more into it recently, but I was showing him, and he's like, oh, my God, is that Chris Masters? And he was he was loving the comedy in this segment, actually. I was, thought the Chris Masters thing was pretty funny. but That's funny. And then Hook finally came out. So the story here has been, is Hook going to be in his corner? And those guys are scared shitless of Hook. And they set up a tag match for the buy-in at double or nothing. And I think that's perfect for what they're trying to do here. Hook, get Hook on the pay-per-view. That's goal number one. Tony Nese is, dare I say, his character is already more relevant than it was in the years that he spent in 205 Live. He's in, one of the, he's in a story that people care about. And that makes me so happy for Tony Nese. Because even um, we were wondering, like, what's going on with Tony, man? He's kind of been here for four months doing random dark matches that really don't have a meaning. And now he's in I a just story. Felt like he was just having dream matches. Like, exactly. No and now he's in a feud that people care about. And the simp gets to wrestle. Which, by the way, the simp was great on Rampage, which we'll get into. But I do we, do we know if Mark Sterling is trained? Like, I have no idea. Like, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think he, he's... He I mean, trained. he hangs out with Cardona and Myers, so presumably, but like... Yeah, no, he, he can go. And even if he can't, you can take Hook's moves. Yeah, let's see. It looks like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks true. like he's wrestled for a while. He's taken bumps before, for sure, but I mean... You never know if they just learned how to do that one bump or if they know... Like, because we know Alex Eberhante is obviously his trained wrestler, right? Trained by but, Pat Buck and Brian Myers. So there you go. An AEW producer okay. and our boy. So so he is a wrestler. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. So I mean, it's kind of cool. I, I like the idea of him being trained by Myers. He'll have an interesting style. Um, yeah. And you just need to be able to take Hook's moves, right? And yeah, we, we know Dan yeah. Housing can clearly sell. Uh, I was That was the first time we've seen him sell. And I thought he... He took that second one like. So a do you think? Chance. Do you think he'll never actually like hit any moves? Like he'll just be a a guy like that. This happens to because I tell you what, if that's the case, I'll be okay with that. But I, he will eventually. It, but it's going to be little. Thi- I think they're going to build to it. I I think now I'm starting to kind of piece together this. So at first the story was how is he going to get hooked to need a partner? Because he knew he needed a partner because he didn't trust himself clearly. Right? If we're going mm-hmm. kayfabe with this, and you know this was a fucking four minute segment and Garrett. I think the comedy, the ha- the fucking handshake. What a pop. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, the crowd was all into this. I'm all into this. Like, let's go, man. This, I- I'm just, I'm happy it's Tony Nese too. Because, shout out Tony Nese. He, he deserves to be on a fucking AEW pay-per-view. Good for him. Um, I would have had this on the main card if I'm being honest with you. 
Uh, I think the main card's going to be I a little bit. I think Hook deserves it at this point. Hook's never, never on Dynamite. Hook is never on, like, he's rarely on Dynamite. Like, he has been recently, but how many months in a row were we just like, all right, well, where's Hook? Where'd Hook go? Hello, Hook, why aren't you wrestling matches on Dark to get your, your wrestling reps up? What the hell? Like, See, that part of it, I know he's not working any dates because he gets paid by AEW, so it's like... Yeah, I, 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 mean, I unfortunately think Dino, uh, Double or Nothing is going to be a lot whittle, well, a, whittle, a little too stuffed. Uh, because we haven't even announced a lot of the matches, and it's already fucking loaded. So, yeah. Back from the break, Wardlow's making. You might his say way they're down laying the all their chips on the table. No, I was kidding. Yeah, right. um, He's making his way down to the ring. AW security there. There's a sign that says "Boo Wardlow." We then jump into a fake dark side of the ring. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Max? All right. I mean, I don't want to go beat for beat on this, but dude. Long story short, MJF had another hero homecoming. Wardlow got the shit boot out of him. He's going to give him the 10 slashes. I'm trying to think of all the moments that we can get. So, so Wardlow has to meet the, the commandments that Cody met. And yep. we actually brought that up. The American Roller Codester. And Max briefly mentioned 2024, which we actually know there's some real shit there. So, uh, <laughs> hey, man. Good for you, Max, but Traitor. he mentioned that the Sean Spears thing, when they were talking about oh my the God. fucking number of, of slashes he's going to get, and then he just, he said at nine, and then he pointed to Sean Spears, and he did the 10 thing with the hands, because Sean is, by, by association with, with uh, MJF, he is super over in Long Island, as we saw on Rampage, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also, mean, Spears has like inundated himself with the wrestling fans over yeah. the last like several years because everyone knows he's like the one guy they just fucked so hard in WWE for so were, long. Like, there were so many good one-liners we can go to. I, I've saved, said a few, but another one was, "I even love you, people, even in the cheap seats up there." Yes, you guys, I love you. <laughs> that really got me. But I mean, what did you think of this, Garrett? I mean, this Wardlow's a fucking megastar, man. MJF is the goat. This is going to be a hot take. Um, I think that MJF is the greatest singular asset that AEW has. He's incredible. Um, I don't think. I mean, he's money to see him work as babyface too. I mean, dude, he knows this shit. I mean, why does Tony Khan not want him talking about 2024? Because he knows that he might lose him. Because he knows that MJF knows what he's worth. And I don't even because MJF is undeniable. I mean, that's if I could just okay. I'm going to give you one word that I could use to describe MJF. Undeniable. You cannot deny him. He is that good. You can hate him. You can dislike him. You can say that he's not creative. You can say that whatever. You can have an issue with him, but you can't say that he, you can't, you can't say, well, but he sucks. You can't say that. You cannot say he sucks. You can say that you don't like what he does, but you can't say that what he does is bad because that's just, it's not true. Like it's, it's absurd. If you think that that's not what wrestling should still be like, then I don't know what to tell you. Like you're, you're in the wrong place. Like he is a special, special dude. And I think seeing him work as a baby face like this, it just, it makes me so happy. It, it's so good, man. And you know what? You could see it in his face. He's having so much fun. He was having so much fun work as this character in long Island. The heel thing, it's probably going to last because it's he's the best at it. 
But being able to go to Long Island twice a year and do this, it's fantastic. So, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, we go beat for beat with this, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit the one liners here and move on. By the way, Sterling getting going through the table there was fucking great. And yeah, man. Oh, I love that Wardlow get, technically got his hands on him, but not quite. Like he still got away. I still still technically didn't get him. I like that. He got closer though. Jesus, Build up that anticipation so and suspense. We got a little program talking about Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. I feel like that's been going on for weeks. I'm ready to see I'm going to overanalyze the shit out of this segment really quickly. I don't mean to interrupt. Yep. Okay, so there were some things said during this segment that I want to talk about that I think might have been – they might have actually revealed what's going to happen with the Joker next week. Um, so they were very clear that the Joker is somebody that is associated with this group. Um, no, I think they made it clear they that – They may not be a member, but they are – Somebody that they are specifically okay, very interested. And remember, they said a bunch of stuff in this segment about this. Um, it, it was kind of throwaway, but I was just—I remember thinking, like, while I was watching this, they were like, "It's not going to be Satnam. It's not going to be Jay." But Sanjay Dutt did mention something about himself in this segment. I wonder if they would just throw Sanjay Dutt into that match because then Joe can win. And he gets a win over this faction, but he doesn't beat Jay. Okay. Hey, I, man. It did feel a little heavy-handed, so it might have been on purpose to misdirect. Maybe. But if that is honestly what ends up happening, I can't really see that working. You know, like, I mean, uh, it would be a would fun be match. Sure. out of the fucking building. That's what I'm thinking, but it's kind of an AEW move. No, I they can't do Sat Name Sing again. It, by that and by that I mean even Sanjay Dutt would be that. You can't turn off the lights for Satin Sing again. And doing this in the Joker would be that again. I think it That's has why to. I think they might do it. No, they already misfired on this once. Exactly. And he he knows they misfired. Tony knows they misfired. And I think that is more important than anything. He's not but gonna the Joker has again. never been somebody I don't think has the Joker ever been a debut, like yeah, yeah, the do- the Joker thing, it's either a debut or a return, usually. I don't know that I've... Re- I, every Joker we've gotten since I've been watching has been somebody in the company. Yeah, it's it's usually a return or a debut. I, I, I don't think this one's a return for the men, or a, a debut for the men. If this isn't Miro, I think I'd be shocked, to be completely honest. I've already reached that point. We know he's... But then coming- why involve... Like this, why do this segment then? Like, well, where I they think, I think involve themselves this segment differently? I thought I took this as this is not going to be them. They're asserting that look, we're not doing this, but watch your ass for after. Like, something tells me when Miro, if it's Miro and he returns and beats Samoa Joe, <laughs> or if he's about, yeah, something's happening here with Satnam Singh and Joe or Lethal and Joe, but I think it's going to be after because I think they're going to do that match at double or nothing. It's been teed on on AEW television for so long. Well, yeah, I think if there's a Ring of Honor World or sorry, a television title match on, it's going to be that. But I mean, yeah. So, but hey, that's kind of cool. We we both took that a little differently, so I like that. But um, let's get on to uh, Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy for the FTW Championship. And are you fucking kidding me with this? Are you kidding me, bro? Starks is incredible. This this worked much better than the. Recent Jungle Boy singles match that I thought was had some good stuff and some decent stuff. To me, this I really like this. I think the ending got fucked up. It was a little awkward. 
And maybe that's why uh, either of us picked this as our I'll have to reread. I'll have to go back through it in my head. So Swerve about came out, yeah. which was clearly meant to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was kind of a double fuck up Jungle Boy, right? Which we believe is setting up these the tag title at Double or Nothing, which is going to be the Jurassic Express, Swerve and Lee, and then Starks and Hobbs. We we mentioned that last week. I believe they yeah. set the ground for it this week. They'll do the tornado tag, the fucking yeah. You know, I, I literally wrote interesting developments. Austin three v three costing of Swerve. Like yeah, that's exactly. what that means to me. This was to three way feud, obviously. Jungle Boy and Swerve having a little beef, but also set up. Starks and Jungle Boy having some more beef because Which I think we could get that as a singles match in the next couple of weeks too. Jungle Boy I'd versus Swerve, I, I, and they set this up really nice. However, I don't know what it was. The timing at the end here was Swerve coming out. The camera sat on guys for about eighty seconds with no one speaking. I don't think they expected it to be Swerve. To be honest with you, I don't know. I, I think the, the commentary. To- I don't know if they expected because it didn't. It was a little off i will exactly. say exactly see it, it something was off however they laid the groundwork and they also laid the other groundwork i know we're talking about after the match but for christian and jungle boy christian yes. looked disappointed again this is on purpose right yeah they're setting that up because i don't think christian wants to be around forever so so but yeah let's uh i'll dive into the match a little bit here i mean i thought they yeah, no, guys I have, had great I chemistry about, yeah. uh the rochambeau was I mean dude. are you kidding me with that dude? Okay. So they started off matching each other move for move. There was this like sequence where they ended it with like a swinging DDT counter to the Rochambeau, I think, or something like that. Like yeah. he flipped up from the Rochambeau and landed in like a twisting DDT or something like that. Like it was nuts. Um and then there was a sequence that followed that. Ricky's face during the snare trap. Oh, oh my god. god, it was so good. Yes, bro. Good, good on you for mentioning that, dude. A, that's already a meme. B, <laughs> fucking charisma, yes. man. To be able to pull this shit off, this is why I think Ricky Starks is, is WWE bound because he is just he ticks all the boxes. You know what I mean? Like, I might have to check out some Ricky Starks if he goes there, bro. I'll be honest. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm a fan. I will absolutely watch. Like how I watch Cody's matches when they're good. Like, um. I'm going to watch anybody that goes over there if I like them, you know. Um, you know, I, I was never that big of a fan of Cody, so I only watched the WrestleMania match. But, you know, like, um, you know what's funny? I was more of a fan of Cody in his WWE run. Isn't that kind of sad? Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway. Yeah, um, man, this, this was fun. So we get that after the match. We kind of talk about that a little bit. So back from the break, uh, Chris Jericho, Hager, Garcia, and 2.0 of the Jericho Appreciation Society make their way down to the ring for their entertainer. Victory. Oh, yeah. Ange addresses the AEW Galaxy. So, yeah, I mean, this this was a pretty good promo here, I will say. Uh, I You know me. I love the term AEW Galaxy. Uh, Jericho's talking about throwing more fireballs in his face because he's a wizard. Jericho 16 says he just burned your face. I mean, Garrett, they have gone... <laughs> All out with the sports entertainer gimmick. It's incredible. But oh my god, is it I we've been talking about the perfect match for them. Excuse me, is the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. John Moxley, as we know, he's Eddie Kingston's wife. That is Eddie Kingston's wife. So yes. he's music hit, Garrett. It's slowly on him. Danielson's music hits. I'm just getting all cheeked up. I'm like, oh, here we. Yeah, bud. His fucking wife's worried about him. Fucking it was Moxley, obviously, bud. 
And then Santana and Ortiz and Kingston are from behind when those guys are on the other side of the ropes. I'm glad they didn't zoom in on Kingston's face because it. I think that paint might have been a little awful. Yeah, that might have. So they might need to work on that. Good on them for not zooming in. Uh, they knew it. We knew it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we didn't get many looks of it because no one's really talking about it. So good on them. Yep. Garrett, I mean, count me fucking in, right? Like, uh, bro, come on now. Like, is is this like is? is it, are we getting an eight man tag, a ten man tag? What do you think? Like, well, there's three of those guys, and we know Yuta's probably going to Japan, right? Presumably. So count me in. If if they do five v five, this is Combat Club's uh, thing at the pay per view. Do you wait five v five? Do you really? Do you really think Regal? No, no, the. Kingston, oh. Santana, Ortiz. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mostly. Oh, and then have you to go off and Super Juniors and stuff. I mean, yeah. Yep. I mean, that would be... Although, that I would think be... the way they've been booking it with how Yuta is the Blackpool Combat Club, I I don't know if they do that. It does feel a little bit off, but he is going to have to leave for the, the tournament. I mean, he is going to have to. At the same time, I think this is them just addressing like, hey, guys, so... Because imagine trying to travel between the, and participate in that whole block. He's never going to be able to pull that off. He's going to have to go to Japan, like... Um, yeah, so especially if we see how much she doesn't draw, like how much shit she's having right now. So, yeah, like, oh my yeah, man, God, what did you think knows. of all this segment? And I mean, is this the early tease at Combat Club versus Joss? Or what? what hey, man, I, I think we could genuinely maybe that's the maybe that's not the main event, but it's the co main event of Grand Slam. Maybe we have Combat Club versus like maybe just like a six man, uh, you know, down the road. And okay. that's what this sets up, you know, against um, I don't know, would it be like Jericho? Hager and uh, Garcia, probably, like you would think. Probably, yep. Because 2.0 could then feud with like Kingston, and, and you know what I mean. Like they could still that could still be going on in the back. It depends on if Kingston's going after the world title or not. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Um, yeah, I I got to imagine, man. I I think it has to be CM Punk's first opponent, right? Not first, but like not his first. Like if has to. I think. I mean, th- here we go. You know, if we're fantasy booking a little bit, here we go. Let's uh. Let's get our boy Batista in here. Give me what I want. I give me what I want. What I think needs to happen is CM Punk wins. They run him back with Hangman one more time, like okay. for another month, and then yep. at all out, it's CM Punk Kenny Omega. Okay. To me, that makes the most sense. You have CM Punk retain CM Punk Eddie Kingston. I think that makes the most sense right now. But yes. if Kenny's not ready, I would love someone like Andrade. To be next up in that spot, someone that everyone I, knows I would love that to be. Honestly, if we're talking about first opponents for Punk, Andrade would be amazing. Like, it would be, it would be. And if Kenny's not back, Andrade to me, I think fills that card perfectly. How crazy is that we're just assuming that he's going to win the title? By the way, but it's kind of it has. To I happen. think it's time. It has to happen. I think. Punk's been here for nine months. When Double or Nothing comes around, and man, the demos are suffering. I mean, they have to do something, you know, like it's, and it's nothing against hangman. I think this is just the right call for the company. It's, it's, he's had a good um, title. Honestly, I don't even know if it's a hangman problem. I think, no, no, it's he not. He could have been champion, but maybe they should have had somebody in between. I, but I then it would have felt it. like it drew it out way too long. You never got the payout yeah. to him and Kenny. So it's like, exactly. Maybe they should have held off on some of the final. debuts. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, hey. did that sweep out the rug from underneath of Hangman's title run? That's what we're going to be asking ourselves for the next like couple of years. You know, like did them debuting all those stars take out the take out the the juice of Hangman's big push? I don't know. 
yeah, who knows? But they had to. So, yeah, uh, that looks good. We get a video package hyping up um, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb in a set for Double or Nothing. And then we go back to the Owen Hart Foundation Women's That could be match final. of the night, Double or Nothing, by the way. People oh, are going to sleep great. on that match because it's not going to get that much of a build, probably. But that match could be the match of the night. Like uh, Serena Deeb has impressed me so much, so much. And I think it makes sense for her to be the next challenger. It made all the sense in the world when we were talking about Nyla to be hey. a for Serena to be the next challenger. You want to hear something cringe? WWE's Performance Center website still has her listed as a trainer. Oof. Oof. That's pretty good. Um, we get a little video package hyping up the TNT title. And let's get to the main event. We'll talk about next week's card when the show is over. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Garrett, this this was all gas, no break. Matt LaFleur always says it. And I'm saying it here, dude. Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. We're lucky one of them isn't dead. As for I think Darby did die for a second. He probably match. did, but Jeff Hardy, I'm going to say it. This this was my favorite performance out of him in AEW yet. I think yep. he, you know, I hate this saying when it comes to sports, but I think in wrestling this actually can apply. I think Jeff Hardy just really wanted this. And, yeah. you know, in sports people are like, oh, they just didn't want it. Bull fucking shit. If you're in the Super Bowl, you want it. All right, ran yep. over. But yep. Jeff Hardy wanted this, and I think Jeff Hardy came out there, and he really wanted this. If they never touch hands again, Touch hands? If they never touch, touch each other, touch each other. If they never do it again, <laughs> fuck. I think he's happy with this. Darby they Allen. never have sex in public. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so, but I think he's happy with this. Again, <laughs> no. Garrett, Garrett, I'm going to bury this for two seconds, though. 953 commercial. We, we can't be doing that on Dynamite anymore. That's two weeks no. in a row, guys. Jeff, is, Jeff can't go anymore. You fuck gotta, off you with the smokes. Fuck off. Yeah, man, smoke and mirrors. But, yeah, dude. Anyway. This, Bro, uh, I'd never seen Jeff Hardy hesitate before. That was something new. Yeah. Um, dude, I actually think he bailed on that spot. I think that was supposed to be him. And they were like, they had it planned that a Darby could take it if he didn't feel like stable enough on the ladder or something. Like, because if Jeff had taken that bump, I think Jeff would be dead. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I can't believe Darby took that fucking bump, dude. That was nuts. And, of course, we're talking about the coffin drop onto the chairs, right? Or whatever uh, it was. It was like he, yeah, he jumped off the ladder, like, did like a, like a, almost like a flip off the ladder onto, onto Jeff through the chairs. I don't even know. It was nonsense. Darby almost died. That's all I know. That being said, let's talk about this real quick. Jeff Hardy wins. I wasn't expecting that myself, but now that we're yeah. getting, now that we're getting Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole, I get it. That that makes sense. <sighs> I get why they did this. And honestly, considering this was my favorite Jeff Hardy singles match, well, it was only singles, second singles. This I really thought Jeff Hardy was a good good here. I, so cool. He'll it's work kind of unfortunate they are just cutting their losses with the Hardys and saying. Yeah, we're probably going to keep Matt around, but Jeff clearly only has so many matches left in him. Well, I think they so, both only have so many. That's why they're going to run through the young buttons. But Matt seems fine. Like, he's slow, but he's, he can wrestle. We've we watched him wrestle good matches with his teams. Like I mean, with Orange, That match against Orange Cassidy on Rampage dude, on back was incredible. Dude. If Orange Cassidy is the uh, Joker, by the way. If Orange Cassidy is the Joker? Yeah, we haven't That's seen him return. in a while, so. That'd be Speaking awesome. I would love, dude, I would pop so hard because I'm not, I want Orange Cassidy to beat Samoa Joe at that point. But uh, 100%. So Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy, winner goes to the finals. I think this makes so much sense for Cole to win because then that fires up the Hardys even more. And we're going to get Hardys Young Bucks, I believe, at double or nothing. So I, I think it makes sense for Adam Cole to win. 
Because it, it adds fuel to that fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, which we'll touch on that again at the end of the show. But I mean, dude, I think it's kind of obvious. Dynamite, thumbs up, thumbs down world. You're Big go- thumbs up. You're going thumbs up. I'm going thumbs up myself. This was, I mean, front to back. There wasn't a thing I disliked. Stacked show. Speaking of stacked, let's get into Rampage here. Commentary team, Excalibur, Jericho, Taz, Ricky Starks, my favorite combo. Death Triangle versus the Butcher, the Blade, and Mark Ken. Mark Quinn. And, I mean, come on. <laughs> what what, very, what very did you not expect match. from this? I mean, this is just this is this is so much fun. I th- um, I forget because he's been gone for so long. Man, it's gotta hurt to wrestle Ray Phoenix. <laughs> you have to pay me a lot of money to get no disagreeing there, bro. No disagreeing there. <laughs> the Kaze door into the DDT is one of my favorite wrestling spots. I think. Um, yeah. There's some good stuff there. Uh, I got to say. There's a uh, good length, too. Pack getting the uh, victory here with the Black Arrow on Quinn. Pac. What did you think of how, about him getting the. Uh, yeah, no, he has, we haven't seen him much. He gets okay. kind of shoved to the back when, when Death Triangle is not really being shown. So, uh, I mean, he's been on. He's been part of this. But, like, they've kind of been splitting this feud between there, the House of There Black were a lot of people hurt varsity. Uh, by from yeah. pushes on the pandemic. It's hard to say he almost hurt more than Pac. I mean, this guy was literally slated to be at the top of the card, and then dude, Pac has just been so much bad luck. When he was when AEW first launched, he couldn't get into the country because of visa stuff. Like it's just been screwed after screwed after screwed. Like pain, but this works. Um, The lights go out. House of Black appear in the ring. I mean, dude, Death Triangle versus House of Black. If that's a double or nothing, I mean, I'm already writing down my favorite. Pay off to that multiple month feud we've had. Beautiful stuff, you know? I fucking love this. I love this shit. What if they announced the trio's titles for that match and it's winner take it from that match? How would you feel? I'd be happy with that. I would much rather, I would so much rather Kenny be. You'd much rather get a tournament too, I feel like. Like, yeah, because if you do that, then you can get Kenny and Bucks and Adam Cole and Red Dragon in the tournament. Oh, there's so many good trios right now, but I don't think we. I don't even know if I wanted to be a tournament. Just, just something like, like do some kind of qualifying, like something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe do a um, a maybe somebody. I don't know. Like maybe you have Kenny and the Bucks come out, and it seems kind of shady that they're already in the match. But who cares? Because of course, and because of the you know the VPs, and um, then like the the other team has to win a uh, a. Uh, casino ladder match to get in or something or casino battle royal you know um hey i'm tag team casino ladder match that would be incredible same you know and and um, that's something with me i'm down with and that takes us to our next match uh buried country had a shot had a debut here <laughs> debut uh bear boulder wrestled sean spears um the 10 chant was there bro spears is fucking strong yeah he is I mean, yeah, I'm sure yeah, the big man was helping him, but holy shit. That's that's a big boy to put up on your shoulders and, and to move like that. My God. Oh, big time. And the C4 spike for the three count. I mean, hey, man. Spears was over here. I like this. I thought this was perfectly yeah, fine. No, it's good. It's good. Well, right? so. I loved him screaming ward low at the camera, dude. That was great. <laughs> he, he He knows this gimmick so well. Uh, after the match, he starts attacking him with the chair until he stopped. The chairman lives on. Backstage, we see Lexi Nairs with Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. Sterling says the match against Hook and Housing can't happen because he doesn't have proper wrestling gear. 
Nice says it's fine, and he'll face Hook and Danhausen in a handicap match, which we know it's not going to be. But right, good good episode for uh, the simp. We'll get into that. Ruby Soho versus Riho Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament qualifier uh, quarterfinals. I'm gonna let you take this away here. Super super technical match. They started off trading holds like I love. Dude, Ruby Soho had a size advantage in this match. How about that one? Um, nice little touch to it. Never thought I'd see it. Um, dude, okay, something small things that Riho does that I really like. The bridge on the single leg crab. Just love it. Um, and the ending sequence of move after move after big move after big move. And then Ruby hits the destination unknown. One, two, three. Beautifully done match. I just, I, I, agree I there's more. not much to say. What do you was, think about Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti at ringside? Um, I wonder what they're doing with that. And they showed off those new titles. So cool. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, let me just tell you right now. Let me bury the lead. I don't want okay. titles like that in AEW. I, I don't think that works. Um, if they didn't do, do it, you think because they well, we've already seen the triple A tag team titles defended that they might defend those on a show potentially because they're okay. Showing if up they with them defend now? them on a show, I'm fine with it. But I think the mixed match challenge is kind of the peak we're going to get for for uh, those kinds of matches. So no, I don't. I, I can tell you how the peak of those matches is going to be. Just just do intergender wrestling. But anyway, which you know, unfortunately um, they're not going to. I really don't see him doing a major. Show. No, Tony Khan has said he's not interested. I yeah, think. So, um, so but hey, yeah, I'm with but, you on this match. I think this was fun. Uh, Riho and Ruby they work great together. Not shocked at the winner because I think we both kind of figured Ruby's going to the finals in this thing. You just put an idea in my head though. What if that's a match they do at double or nothing? What if it's like Ruby loses and then they do like Ruby and I don't know who you tag her with, but like a, a male against those two? Or they could. I mean, because why else? Why were they even I out still there? Think I think they're saving understand. it for, for Scorpio and, and Paige. I, I think even I just don't understand why they were out there. I, I completely blanked on the fact that they even were. Yeah, I don't just, even understand I why they were. They're just trying to uh, show them in the crowd, kind of like, hey, maybe they'll steal Kip Sabian's gimmick, right? Um, but uh, I mean, I, I think Ruby is going to the finals of this tournament. I, if it wasn't going to be Hikaru Shida, so. it had to be Ruby. It's either going to be Ruby and Britt or Ruby and Tony and Tony Storm, that is. And I, that's a fucking great match. And I know people, uh, yeah, we'll do a mini, mini, middle, mini little thing here. Uh, I know people love to jump on, you know, oh, but this is why no one should go to AEW because look what they've done with Ruby. Here's the thing. Ruby just. I'm not going to disagree with this. Here's the thing about Ruby. The Ruby's been used for months. For Ruby, Ruby was probably going to win the TBS title. But a character named Jade Cargill happened, and you have to take advantage of that because Jade Cargill, outside of Sasha Banks, is the biggest star when it comes to women's wrestling already. Like she has that star presence, and they had to take advantage of it. So unfortunately for Ruby, that happened because I would probably bet the house that Ruby was going to win that tournament. But shit happens, and she she took it on the chin. She's it was who with, I predicted to win. She's going with it. Now she's probably going to wrestle a double or nothing, hopefully against Britt Baker, and this time beat Britt Baker. And I think that's going to be a big turn for the character, and it's going to be huge for, for Ruby. Now, that's the way it is. I think people often like to forget that the Jade thing happened, and like, well, well, Ruby just got buried instantly. Not the case. But yeah, this match was great. I'm glad Ruby's winning. 
I think she. I mean, I've said it four Wait, times. I, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to disagree because Ruby needs what one. happened was non wrestler got put over wrestler talent that got brought in. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened. That's literally what happened. I love Jade, but that's what happened. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, it'd be like it'd be like Satnam Singh winning the Owen Hart tournament. That's what the equivalent would be. But Satnam Singh's not a star. That's the difference. Jade is already the biggest star in AEW's women's division. That is a I that is not true. I'm sorry. I'm saying when that's it comes to true. pop culture and when it comes beyond wrestling, yes, it is. And that's the only Dude, if you ask person, any wrestling fan who Jade Cargill is, they're gonna be like, who? That's that's fine. But in Sasha Banks is the only other one that's so far reaching beyond just wrestling. And Jade has already reached that graphic. And that's why they had to run with it. And yeah, I think this is a yeah. So go Ruby. Yeah, that's that's a hot take, man. I don't, I don't think Jade's my... the biggest star in the women's. I think they've signed people in the last three months that are bigger stars than Jade. That's crazy. Hey, that's that's fair. I'm just talking about a different demographic that I think it's reaching. And the I'm, proof is there. I, we're seeing Jade in certain things already that no one even talks about with Britt, who I think is probably the best. Like I don't want to be throwing shade at Jade constantly. Because I think she would be a bigger star still. I'm going to always go back to this. If they had put the world title on her. And people are going to think that I'm crazy for that. Because if you did that and let Ruby win the TBS title, it doesn't feel like Ruby is being misused. You don't even have to have Ruby win that. You can just have her be in the finals. You know what I mean? Like, um, which I think she might have been. But like actually having a chance of winning. Because as soon as it was her versus Jade, we know who was going to win that match. Like that, And they ran um, Ruby versus Britt right away. So, and if, I don't know. They just didn't. And so it just felt like, oh, you can't win the world title because you're not big enough star to beat Brit. And you can't win the TBS title because I have another pet project that I want to insert into this title. So it, that was just awful. time. Like, I bet Ruby now wishes she had waited a few months. I 100% agree. Ruby got fucking boned by that because she you had to run with it. If they didn't run with it, we'd be talking about what a cataclysmic failure that was. And... Look at that. It's almost maybe that you shouldn't have put like I'm glad that Jade rose from the in the and the pressure, but like I don't know if you should have put that level of pressure on her right away. Like if you had I, built up a convincing storyline for her to beat Jade, or sorry, for her to be the one to beat Brit, because let's be honest, the time she won the TBS title, she wasn't really she's not really even still a heel. Like she's not. Like she can act like a heel, but she's not really a heel. Like the crowd loves her, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um so, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I don't know. All right, so let's move on to this uh, fucking amazing segment. Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, the acclaimed, are sitting alongside Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. Everyone starts arguing, and then Billy cuts down the situation. So, long story short, they're like, <laughs> there's so many funny little things in this. They're like, all right, guys, I know where we need to have a match. And they're like, dynamite? No, 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 no. And they all just look at each other. Dark elevation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking. Them popping for everything. The guns just accepting the all the acclaimed stuff, which, by the way, I think is also just like a subtle signal that they're just gonna have the guns come out and then the acclaimed do a rap, and it's not gonna be like the, an the acclaimed faction, are going. I think know? the acclaimed are going to make fun of them, and the gun clubs aren't gonna get it. Um, no, yeah, I think that'll be fun. Like, those like oh. and saying, "Daddy, Daddy, pick me." <laughs> oh my god, dude! This is the best. This is. We kind of briefly touched on this before the show, but I think all the comedy really, really hit with me this week. 
mm-hmm. and this is just another one of them on the list. Garrett, why am I so excited for this? I don't know why. I I, I hate it. No, I I'm with you. These are these because these guys <laughs> don't get used enough, and like we're now we're gonna have them on TV, probably wrestling random matches. They're gonna lose. This is gonna be basically what the um the AHFO was a couple months ago. You know, like is it fair to say this is a pair up that didn't need to happen, but we might be glad it no, did. No, no, I think it did. They've been they've been interacting for a while. This needed to be acknowledged at some point, whether via like them feuding because of the all the making fun of the guns or the guns just not caring and just strength in numbers. Strength in numbers. It makes sense. Yeah. So cool. everyone's building up factions right now. It makes complete sense. Trust it. Trust it's good. It's good. Yeah, yep. It's fine. I, I, it might be one of those did things. Did it need where... to happen? Probably not. I mean, that's a weird question to ask if you ask. No, but because did I was kind of saying, does it... anything need to happen? Did Wheeler Yuta need to join the Blackpool? Combat it might not have needed to happen, star? but it might no, be something that we're glad it did. And that's kind of one that's of those, how I feel about the Wheeler Yuta. One thing. of those things. I, I, if I'm being honest with you, if I had picked who was going to join the Blackpool Combat Club, it would have been Daniel Garcia. But that's just because I'm a Daniel Garcia guy, you know. Oh but God, I like what they did with, but because of what they did with Wheeler Yuta, we are we were already Wheeler Yuta guys, but now we're Wheeler Yuta stands. You know, like fan account. Um, exactly. So, but anyway, so yeah, um, uh, Tony Schiavone is in a ring. He introduces TBS champion Jade Cargill along with the baddies. They cut that beautiful entrance, and <laughs> you see the yeah, simp. They, they can't be doing that in too many towns. That's illegal. Um, <laughs> you see the simp back there, and he is <laughs> he's, he's he's selling the injuries pretty good, man. Um, Cargill tells Tony to cut the shit, which gets a pop. Of course, it does in Long Island. Shivani announces that Akaro Shida is not medically cured to compete, and Chris Stantlander will replace her against Red Velvet, which we're cool with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jade says that's good news, and then she asks Sterling why he's wearing a neck brace. He starts to explain, but Jade cuts him off and says nobody cares, and he just accepts it because he's a simp. There's a great Twitter interaction, by the way, between Jade and Mark, where she just rips him a new one, and he says, okay, thank you. <laughs> It's so good. Um, are, are they teeing up for her, for him to leave her, for maybe a new manager or possibly? I don't, I don't, I don't, I think if Jade ma- gets competent enough on the mic, she doesn't need a manager anymore. Yeah, I think they, she's almost already there. I think they're laying the groundwork for her, either a separation or a new manager, a.k.a. Here's uh, what I would like, actually. In. Fuck a manager. No manager. Have Velvet talk for them. Just do that. Because yeah, Velvet can talk. Velvet can talk. And so, yeah, we'll get Velvet versus Statlander, which is cool because they were uh, recently friends and then the Velvet heel turn happened. So we haven't seen him face yet. So cool. Um, we it's going to Mark- be kind of interesting of a dynamic, too, because you got yeah, Statlander. Yeah, it will be a fun dynamic, I think. With the sort of tweener role she's in now. And because we're not sure where, where Stat's going to land yet, obviously, with this new gimmick. And we know where Red Velvet is right now. So I that should be really that interesting new dynamic. Statlander theme, man. Every time so that good. hits, I'm just like fucking rocking out a little bit. It's good. It's a whole thing. It's the night fever. The whole thing, the whole repackaging of Statlander has just been so phenomenal. No so longer far. from, no longer an alien. Yep. It, nope. Well done. Uh, Mark Henry's in the tri box with TNT champion Scorpio Sky and Frankie talking about our main event. And yeah, this is just a, this is a pretty decent one. Newsflash, buddy. SCU is dead. I think was the kind of the, the theme here, right? Yeah. <laughs> which takes us into the match. Um, which freaking team are you on? And takes us into the match. We get another shot of uh, Sammy and Ty Conti still out there. And I mean, look, I think I really enjoyed this match. It was going pretty good. And uh, the finish pretty much. So Lambert rushes down to the ring, distracts the referee page comes out of nowhere and lays Kazarian out with the TNT title. And they, 
after this, was the post match a misfire here? Maybe so. Paige drags Sky to Kazarian with the cover, but Kazarian kicks out at two and a half. Both struggle to their feet, and Sky plants Kazarian with the TKO for the three count. Scorpio Sky is unaware of what happened, and you kind of see him questioning the crowd, like, "Wait, what?" And then he gets in Ethan's face. Ethan says something in the lines of, uh, "Whose side are you on?" Sky then smirks and cracks Kazarian's head open with the fucking TNT title. And yes, yeah, so, so Scorpio is back to being a heel again. Essentially, but then they, then this is what I, I don't know. I don't know if he is because then after this, Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara rush the ring and those guys are clearly going to be the heels. So was this a long yeah, Island that's thing? Why I'm so confused with this. That's why I didn't, is this a misfire? Did they just not really know how to end the show? Because like, it felt like one good guy doesn't crack another good guy over the face after a match, right? No, unless I no, mean, no, and and what and what and what the what the essentially he did was approve of what happened in the match by doing that. So he's taking the heel route, hundred percent, at least actions wise. Actions wise, yes. But is it going to be the heel that we like against the other heel that we hate in Sammy Guevara? If they, see, I don't know. I don't if know. That works. I don't know if that works. Like, because Sammy is just like. Because right now, Sammy doesn't have heat. I'm just going to be honest. He has go away. He has get the fuck off my screen. Like, that's what he has right now. Like, so. I don't even know. Like, is this. Is all this only going to build up to and really disappointingly build up to Paige Van Zant and Scorpio versus Ty Conti and Sammy for those titles? Is that all this is going to be? Like. I with, hope with, not. with the TNT champion possibly losing that match because Triple A doesn't want to take the titles off of them. I think I don't know. You could run that story, maybe. I I just I don't know what this ends. I mean, up I, what else are you building to? Because if Sammy and Ty are both still I'm involved, you I'm very surprised. Think, and Paige Van Zant still hasn't done anything. Oh my god! I thought for sure that they were done with those two, and then they ran the ring, and you know, Dan Lambert got his comments in. And yeah, I mean, hey, this is again because it felt like we got the payoff to the Page Van Zant stuff in the match. Oh, like it great. felt like that little spot they had, that was it. And then like they were going to move on from it, and maybe she was going to start wrestling, right? Yep. And now it's, I feel like now I guess they're going to have to have a match. I guess now I guess it's running in circles again. Those titles really complicate things because if they're in a mixed tag match of any kind anytime soon, those better be on the line. You know what I mean? Like realistically, right? Like oh, God, I hope not. Because then you have you need Sammy to win. Yeah, it's yeah, like, no, well, exactly. You can't have them lose. So, so you, they have royally screwed this up in a lot of ways. Not that AAA has anything to do with that. AAA can do whatever they want with their championships, right? You but, know, honestly, best like, case scenario, they just move on from this. Maybe that was the end of it. Hopefully. It's like, it's like yeah, 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 I'm done with Go you. Go away. Get out of here, you, Sammy. You get the Bye. So yeah, uh, solid AEW Rampage. By the way, we didn't mention this. Um, Ethan Page's vlog is over, by the way. Oh, really? The actual backstage vlog, yeah, he's not going to be. He's going to do toy hunt and stuff still, I think. But um, I think he's oh, done doing that? backstage. Did he say AEW anything why or no? Too busy, I guess. Um, Damn. That's a little it's tough to make. It's tough to manage to find content every week. I, I would imagine at some of these when you're not doing anything, you know, or yeah. when you're like, and when and they've been involved in like main events and stuff. Really, I, it's got to be tough, especially if they're going to start. It feels like they're about to give Ethan a push with how much they're doing with him, you know. So like. As they should, yeah, for sure. All right, so let's. Uh, we've talked Sammy about Sammy and Fuego that. versus 
versus Ethan and Scorpio at double or nothing. Works for me. Fuck, shit, send it. Heel Fuego. So uh, the May 18th episode of Dynamite is beginning to take shape. We got a William Regal and Chris Jericho face-to-face confrontation. Down. Samoa Joe versus the Joker. My prediction was Miro. Did you have anyone off the top of your head maybe or just kind of letting it come? Johnny Gargano. Okay, Johnny G. We have Dr. Brubaker. I mean, that match would be incredible. Imagine if that's the match we get as as an unbilled match. That would be the most incredible moment of all time. And then we had Dr. Brubaker DMD versus the Joker, which earlier you were saying Marina Shafir and I was thinking Tegan Knox. So, hey, cool. I mean, I'm down with anyone. Really, I mean. Turning Layla Hirsch. I would love that, but I don't know where she's at. Yeah, I have no idea what her injury status is, so I don't know. But Hangman Page versus Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, CM Punk will be on commentary. I mean, count me the fuck in. Right. Cool. I'm trying to think. Have there been any women that haven't been on TV in a long time? I don't know. Wardlow must take 10 lashes. If this is even a fraction as good as the Cody Rhodes one, this is going to be a great segment. Cody Rhodes with his tears in the eyes. Going to take one of those last ones. Oh, that was so good. Kudos, kudos to Wardlow for taking this, by the way. Owen Hart Foundation semifinal, Adam Cole versus Jeff fucking Hardy. That's got to be an opener or closer. By the way, remember that uh, debate we uh, kind of brought up a couple weeks ago about is Adam Cole on TV too much? That's going to be, this is going to be another three weeks in a row. He's on TV again. So wrestling. It, uh, dude, Adam Cole has been so overexposed since he's been here. I'm sorry. I have to keep saying it. Like, and, and, it's, and I agree with you, man. This it's is why his nice. title reign or title shot didn't feel real. Like, because we knew that he's just been on. I remember we had, we had a, great, a great conversation about that a couple weeks ago. And clearly, I mean, this is what I believe since then he's had every week he's, he's had another match. Ishii, the tag last week, Harwood this week, and then no, there was a week in between he didn't, and then uh, he's gonna no, have. They've Jeff been giving him more space, but it's not nearly as much as he needs to take a few weeks off, man. Like I love Adam Cole, I love seeing him wrestle every week, but he needs to be. He, why do some of these other people feel fresh because they're not on all the time? So, and then we had uh, the other men's quarterfinal: Ray Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly, which I think is gonna fucking hit. You know what? Honestly, this is going to be a hot take. Adam Cole and Red Dragon has been misused. But all, all of them, all three of them have been misused since they've been brought in, in my opinion. They've done some good stuff, but I think overall they haven't really hit as a group. Fair. Um, I think they're over because they're just they're the Undisputed Era, right? But like, um, just minus, minus, uh, minus, uh, oh my God, uh, what the fuck is his name? Um Roderick Strong, which for how long exactly, you know? Um, yeah. But no, I mean, anyway, like I I think if you took, if if after, let's say, ah, man, I don't think Adam Cole should lose here though because I don't think Jeff should be late in this tournament. No, Ad- Adam okay. Cole. So if Adam Cole does yeah. lose the finals of this tournament, right? Okay. He loses the finals. Put him off TV for a couple of weeks. Keep Red Dragon off TV as well. Have the elite still be on. Maybe you can have one of them show up randomly or something. Maybe you have Kyle O'Reilly chilling or something, having some singles matches. I don't know. I just want to see Kyle O'Reilly. But anyway, um, I still think. And then bring them back with like a, not a repackaging, just a freshness to them in the tag division. I I just think they need that, man. I I think they do. I think they just need to take a breather, and, and that group can be fresh again. Like I don't know. 
Hey, hey, that's fair. I, I mean, we, uh, you know, I, I've been, I think it's been, I like that they're doing Kyle as a little bit of a single right now. I think it adds a nice little fold to the element, if you will. Um, but yeah, so Phoenix versus Kyle O'Reilly. I'm very excited about that. Um, we've already got five matches announced and the lashes plus the face-to-face confrontation. Dynamite next week is going to be fucking loaded again. We, we've we <laughs> been talking about when we get these matches, we're just going to have insane weeks. If every week's like this, I mean, I... I'm already excited for Dynamite. Dude, if this is the build-up to a pay-per-view's last couple, like, dude, we always bitch about, like, the go-home three or four weeks. Like, the, the three or four weeks leading up to a pay-per-view in WWE always suck. They just do. Um, <laughs> You're not wrong. They, they do, which is all of the wrestling television. So they just, they always do. So what you only can really look forward to is the main events and the matches that are going to be good, that are on paper good, right? And sometimes WWE fucks that up. So, but, you know... AW, if this is the build up to a pay per view, I mean, bro, this is nuts. If that's what's setting the stage, then I mean, dude, Revolution was incredible. We might have a pay per view of the year candidate already. I mean, Revolution kind of already was, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we might have another one. And this isn't even counting Forbidden Door and then All Out, which hopefully might be Kenny. I mean, this is nuts, man. We're still holding our breath on Forbidden Door till we hear the matches. Yeah, if it's if it's going the way I, I hope it's going to go with a bunch of singles matches, I am going to be very excited. And tag match city, fuck it, let's go. I'm a, that's, that's Eight man tags all day. That's the worry, right? Twenty man tag match, <laughs> twenty man battle royal tag match. Yes, but yeah, guys. So that'll be it for us. Um, again, we thank you for checking out the podcast. If you have, we really appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week. You can catch us on the Sunday. New Japan roster versus Orange Cassidy in a stadium stampede match. Fuck it. Send it in. And yeah, so it's almost double or nothing, which which will mark the start of season two for the podcast. We'll have a new look, some new stuff for you. So we appreciate that. And if you guys are still sticking around, hit us with that follow, man. Or tell us to fuck off on Twitter. Bane Duke and O Charlie with an X instead of an A. We really appreciate it. We will catch you guys on the flip side, Vision. The idiots in control. (laughs) You're not a real Doctor Strange. (laughs) Hip hip.